Welcome to the Good Doctrine Podcast, where we believe that good doctrine establishes good living. I'm Sean Pasley. And I'm Josh Howard. Uh, today we're going to be uh, doing an interview with Dr. Benjamin Glad uh, from RTS Seminary. Um, so we'll be getting to that here in just a minute. But I, d- I do want to encourage all of our listeners uh, during this time with COVID-19, and obviously this is, you know, every week we're, we're kind of keeping our eyes on the news. Um, a lot of us have a lot of Maybe not maybe free time because we're, we're chasing kids and such, but we have a lot of time on our hands. Um, let me just encourage you, don't waste the time on Netflix alone. I mean, you can waste a little time on there, but but try to get into your word first, um, but also try to take, take advantage of some of the uh, Christian resources that are out there. Um, like, for example, you were going to mention that we're doing our sermons now. Yeah, not our sermons. Just on a, our sermons are streaming now, not just on Facebook. So if you follow Calvary Baptist Church on Facebook, um, now make sure that's Calvary Baptist Church in Horn Lake because there's about 10 billion Calvary Baptist churches. There but, are. Yeah. But uh, we we've normally been streaming just on Facebook, but we're streaming on Facebook. It's going right to our website, gocalvary.org, and uh, YouTube. So YouTube is a good place. Um, to kind of store videos. So if you like, uh, subscribe to our channel. Now, again, there's a million channels called Calvary Baptist Church. So make sure you you look for Calvary Baptist Church in Horn Lake, Mississippi, and uh, you'll see our logo, or at least you'll see the CBC. Um, that's kind of the and picture. And they'll probably see one of us in the thumbnail. Yeah, Hopefully, yeah. yeah. Something you're familiar with. So uh, once you get to it, though, like Sean said, make sure you subscribe or store it, favorite it, whatever. And that way you won't have to look for it the next time. Yeah. But, and so, you know, hopefully that can be one of your resources during this time. If, if you're on our Facebook page, we're posting stuff every single day. Uh, a couple of days ago, we even posted a list. And it was one of our, our brother pastors um, out of state kind of started this idea, and uh, he had a big old list of resources, you know, uh, websites and articles and things like that for his church, and uh, and so we kind of stole that, added some, took some away, we posted that up there. Um, just just try to keep in, um, well, one, I mean, you, you said you encourage people not to just veg out on Netflix, but read your Bibles, um, so obviously read your Bibles, but there's a ton of great Christian content out there. So if you if you're looking for any, you know, you can let us know. Go to our website, go to our Facebook page, and and it's all there, or there's, a lot of it's there. Yeah, there's encouraging stuff out there, and we all need encouraging stuff right now. So make sure you seek it out. Yeah, find it. All right. So uh, today we are we are interviewing Dr. Benjamin Glad, like Josh said, he's from Reformed Theological Seminary in Jackson, Mississippi. So he's uh, f- well, at least, I don't know if he's from Mississippi, but he's at least teaching in Mississippi, so that's mm-hmm. pretty cool. Um, we're talking to him about his new book, which is called... Oh, story. The, the Story Retold. <laughs> retold. Um, <laughs> the Story Retold, and it's a biblical theological introduction to the New Testament. Yes. So if those words are scary, stick around, and Dr. Glad will tell you what they mean. And uh, it, it's a rip-roaring time filled with laughs and, and chuckles. Um, not really. It's talking to a seminary professor, so it's great, though. Oh, don't sandbag it. Oh, I'm Come not saying that. Okay, <laughs> it is a rip-roaring good time filled yeah, with laughs and chuckles. No, this is, it's great. I'm, I'm so excited that we had the opportunity to talk to him, and uh, hopefully there's more interviews in our future. I have a couple people in mind that I would like to talk to, and if you have, I think this is a good idea. If you, ha- I think it's a good idea, who knows? If you have some people in mind that you would like us to talk to or interview, let us know on our Facebook page, uh, Good Doctrine Podcast on Facebook, or you can email us at gooddoctrinepodcast at gmail.com, and we will try to make an appointment with some folks. Um, tell us who you want to hear from. Maybe you have some questions about their ministries or their books or you know their churches, something like that. Let us know, and we'll try to interview them. But for right now, we're talking to Dr. Glad, 
and uh, we hope you enjoy it. We will see you on the other side. All right. Well, I want to give a, a real brief introduction uh, to Dr. Benjamin Glad. Um, Dr. Glad serves as uh, associate professor of New Testament at Reform Theological Seminary, which is right down the road. And in, in, well, I say right down the road. It's it's down the ways a bit in Jackson, Mississippi. <laughs> um, Dr. Glad, uh, he has a undergraduate degree in Greek and Hebrew from the Master's College. Um, biblical exegesis masters from Wheaton, and then I see the PhD from Wheaton as well was in New Testament. Is that correct, sir? In yes, sir. Okay, all right. Yes. Um, you have far too many books, and far too many books that I've personally enjoyed reading for me to list. But let me just list five quick <laughs> ones um, for four that uh, that have come before, and then the fifth one is the main one I wanted to talk about today. Um, Making All Things New was the first book I read, um, and that's an inaugurated mm-hmm. eschatology for the life of the church. Very practical, very um, easy to read, and yet very thick. Um, another book was From Adam and Israel to the Church. That's a biblical theology of the people of God. Um, a third book by Dr. Glad, Hidden But Now Revealed, A Biblical Theology of Mystery, and I think that one was co-written with uh, Dr. Greg Beal. Is that correct? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes, that's correct, yes. Yeah. And then uh, From Creation to New Creation, Biblical Theology and Exegesis, and then the one we were going to talk about specifically today was The Story Retold, A Biblical Theological Introduction to the New Testament, and that's co-written with Dr. Greg Beal, and we will we will visit you know in depth kind of all those different words in that title but but first and foremost uh, thank you so much uh dr glad for joining us today and and just we're we're thrilled you're here yes of course thank you guys i appreciate your time absolutely and uh and 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 again a big thank you to you for joining us with all the craziness going on you i'm assuming you're you, you i think you mentioned before we started recording you're not at the seminary this week because of all the coronavirus precautions is that correct Right. I, I do have a couple students who are kind of loitering, but I, <laughs> I, I'm just staying, I'm just staying at home. I just think it's smart on, on just so many levels. So. Yeah. Well, let me, let me ask you about this book, um, Dr. Glad. So first of all, it's a pretty book and I, th- I think I could say pretty, can I, can I use that word yet? No, it's a beautiful it's handsome, book. Handsome, handsome, handsome. There you go. Yeah. No, it's a, it's a very, well laid out, well designed book. Lots of graphs that are extremely helpful. Lots of pictures that draw you in. I was just, I was thoroughly impressed um, at the at the format of the book, but also the approach. and And I mentioned this before I came on here. It is it is very hard for me um, with some of the let's let's call it my academic proclivities but it's hard for me not to really become effusive about this book i'm just such a fan like you use the word effusive effusive yeah i really need to tame this language don't i i was a huge fan of the way this book approaches things but i think for a lot of our people because a lot of our people um that listen to this podcast aren't necessarily taking seminary classes or anything like that so when you read the title the story retold a biblical theological introduction to the New Testament. Can you can you kind of explain what's different about this being a biblical theological introduction as opposed to just um, they might have seen many other introductions to the New Testament on the shelves at, at a bookstore? Right. So the genesis of this of this uh, project began maybe ten or so years ago, um, and I had just finished my PhD. And I was looking at a new book that had just come out, a new new uh, New Testament introduction that had just come out. And this book looked at every New Testament 
uh, writing in light of culture, Greco-Roman, mostly Greco-Roman, some Jewish, but mostly Greco-Roman culture. And it was fine. It's engaging, pretty pictures. It was great. Handsome, <laughs> handsome pictures. Handsome, yes, and, right. Um, <laughs> so so I, the thought occurred, because I, I had just started teaching New Testament survey to undergrads at that point, and I was struggling to find a textbook that I liked. And I was like, why, how come I can't find a New Testament introduction that's thoroughly biblical theological, that's accessible, and um, that has that looks good, that has pictures, that's engaging. Mm. And the answer was, well, the reason why I was having a hard time finding one is because it didn't exist. Hmm. And so, and I, so in, it's funny. I mean, I can kind of walk you through. I won't take the time, but I could almost all of my publications come out of frustration, where <laughs> I'll have a student say, "Hey, do you have a book on? You know, is there a book on this?" And I'll say, "No." And then I'll think, well, why is there no book or or should I know of this book? And and so there was simply no New Testament introduction at that point that did such a thing. Mm. And so that's when I started the process of carving out a proposal. And I talked to Greg and I said, hey, would you be interested in doing this? He's like, well, not really, but um, (laughs) because it didn't it didn't excite the idea of him writing that it's a lot of work. And so I said, look, I'll write it. I'll write this thing. I'll pick out the pictures. I'll do the whole thing. You read it over. You edit it. You can make adjustments along the way. And he's like, all right, well, just give it to me when you're done. And so that's what we did. I wrote it. And then uh, when I finished it, I gave it to him. And then he, you know, kind of went over and, and tweaked it. How long is that? Like, because there, there's an immense amount of work in this book. How long is that process that you're talking about? It's a long time. It's a long okay. time. So I wrote, I, I wrote it in pieces. I wrote a couple chapters in pieces for a couple years. Like, I would only just. You know, but then, then in 2000, I'm trying to think, it was right after I finished, right after my Making All Things New came out with Baker and Matt Harmon, right after that book came out, right around then, I said, I've got to finish this New Testament intro. And mm. I just dropped everything. I didn't commit to any more uh, publications. And I just spent the next, so that was 2000, 2016. And then I spent the next probably two and a half years just working full time on it and 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 finished it. I, I turned it. I we really we submitted it January or February of 2019, um, and it's just it just took so much work. And it uh, IVP once IVP got it, IVP said, and it was delayed even there too because of how much work it required. If you look at it, you can see why they said it's it's. It's the equivalent of producing ten books wow. uh, through their through their production because look at the layout, just all the just I mean I had to communicate to so many different people at IVP to get it the way that we wanted it. Like all those graph all those graphics in there, those are all custom done. And mm. the so like in our Matthew chapter, even our first chapter, there we have these eschatology graphs of course you got to have graphics with eschatology so we, these overlap <laughs> of the ages those were all custom done and that took a long time to get it where we where we liked it 
Yeah. Um, just, so it just soaked up. It just so really the volume was supposed to come out this past November, um, and I and I'm thankful that it didn't because that's when Tom Wright and Mike Bird came out with their NT intro, mm. and I don't want to compete with that volume. So ours was delayed until this past February, and I think so. It's been great. We've been so thankful when it arrived in the mail. It was it's so heavy. One of the problems with the book <laughs> is that it's so heavy. It is. And we learned that when they ship it out, it's the books are so heavy that they're prone to damage some of them uh, when you ship it in bulk. Hmm. Uh, so that's one element there because it's just because the boxes are just so heavy. So it arrived in three boxes. And when I opened it up, I was just like, oh, man, this is exactly what I envisioned. And it felt so good and just looks good. And it, I wanted I told my wife, I'm like, I wanted to produce a book that felt like a textbook that was it was almost entertaining at some level. It was right. just look you could look at the pictures. You could just kind of get lost um, just looking at it. And, and so I think IVP just did a great job of, of executing that well. Yeah. Well, with, with 10 years of kind of writing one book and, um, and when we've kind of, I, I know nothing, I know Josh, I don't know if you know anything about the, the publishing process and, and how that works, but do you feel like, uh, in the 10 years of writing this book there, there was anything kind of left on the cutting room floor that, uh, you might feel like you need to put in another book some other time or oh that's um, a good question so there's always stuff you cut and you and you and you want to explore but i nothing nothing substantial honestly nothing most of what almost everything that i wanted to say i said it mm. and i i to to take it to say more would be to get it out of the genre that it's in. Oh, gotcha. You know, so the next, the next level up would be Carson and Moo's new Testament intro published by Zondervan. That's in its second edition. I, I don't, I can't compete with that. I think that's just an excellent book. I don't, I don't want to try to do something comparable to that. Uh, and so to say more, I'm afraid that I would start to bleed into that category. Mm, makes sense. I got you. Um, Explain explain this for the people that aren't familiar. I I, I heard one time um, it was actually a professor. I heard a professor say that the only difference between biblical theology and systematic theology is biblical theology is what they call systematic theology these days because they're trying to you know church up the term, which <laughs> shocked me obviously. But I mean for for somebody who's trying to wrap their head around, so what's the difference between a biblical theology of the uh, or biblical theological introduction to the New Testament? Because obviously introduction to the New Testament, we're talking about um, different books of the New Testament and you know who they're written to and the background information and some of the major themes. Um, could you just kind of like, I mean, without putting you on the spot, just a brief kind of description of what biblical theology is and how that bleeds into this introduction? Yeah, so what is biblical theology in a general sense? Huh? Biblical theology in the last 20 years, I mean, there really needs somebody really needs to kind of carve this out and write it out, but um, it's really taking on taking on a life of its own. It's always been around to some extent within the Reformed tradition, but it's mm. really gained it's really gained so much ground in the past twenty years, and that's just because of a variety of, a variety of things have happened. Without getting into that, 
biblical theology is simply an analysis of how the canon works and how the the the, the there's a flow of thought and themes are are all bound up to each other that like starts from Genesis 1 to 3 goes to the end of the book and so biblical theology can be so broadly defined that it almost can be it, it sometimes people do use it as systematics but the diff- the major difference is that biblical theology uses bible terms okay and this is why i think in some sense it's surging because when you use bible terms when when people read their Bibles, they're like, oh, oh, there's that term or there's that concept. They can see it. They, right. they, they, they can see it. But when when you use systematic terms in um, concepts, some of these are very, very um, philosophically oriented and, and logically arranged. And you need that, of course. But it can become theoret- so theoretical that when you're reading the Bible, you're like, I, I, I don't know what I, I don't see it. Right. I don't. It's not at the ground. It's not at the ground level. Um, and it, so so biblical. The- I think the reason why biblical theology is, is doing so well these days is because it uses Bible words in a very organic way. Um, that is very attractive. In other words, there's there's immediate payoff. Mm. So um, I'm I'm the caveman in this conversation. When you're when you're referring to like Bible terms or Bible words versus like systematic theologies used of like you know kind of philosophical terms, could you give us an example? Maybe something you know just because um, mo- like we said, most of our people are lay persons and or lay people, and they're probably right. not reading systematic theology books and the good ones are but yeah (laughs) 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 no i would say stuff like so biblical theology terms right sanctuary temple sinai garden serpent you know mountain yeah uh tent um you know israel adam right you have these figures and themes that are that you can you can just you can see them unravel unfold Mm. whereas like systematic terms you're thinking you know, doctrine of God, ontology, economy, yeah. um, pneumatology, uh, you know, uh, all of those, all of these uh, terms and concepts that are so logically arranged that it can be difficult. Um, and they're very important in biblical theology and systematics, of course, aren't in hostility towards each other. They, 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 they really reinforce one another. Um, so yeah, it's so 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 that's sort of biblical theology. Now, when I applied it to the New Testament intro, <clears throat> really, what it was difficult for me because as I started writing it, I I soon realized why uh, there had not been a biblical theological intro to the New Testament. I realized it, and it's because it's hard to do. It's not the way in which you do it is not. It's so massive, and it and it can be so complicated right. that there was. I sort of did. I I did it from a couple different angles. So if you notice, when you open up a chapter, any given chapter, I the first. So we talk about authorship, dating, audience. After that, I have these biblical theological themes that I sort of extracted. So I have. So in our, I think it's. John, I think in in our John chapter, I have a whole sort of section on the Son of Man, and it's again, it's biblical theological in nature. It stretches 
both testaments. And so it, so we have like a couple biblical theological themes that are relevant to that particular book, but it's when we step, take a step back and we develop them, um, not in isolation, but, you know, uh, singly, I guess you could say. Right. And then we, and then once we get into that particular book, we can then apply those themes. So that's one way that we did it. We also did it, and this is entirely unique, the very first chapter of the book it's a story of the whole Bible. We go yes. from Genesis to Revelation. It's the it's sort of, hey, in twelve pages, this is what we think is going on here. It's yes. so, that was a challenge to put together. Um, and then we have an old and the new. This was actually Greg's idea. Greg thought, hey, let's have a chapter on the use of the old and the new quotations, allusions some of the presupposition, mm. uh, definitions, this whole thing. So we included that. That's chapter, I think that's chapter two. Um, so yeah, I mean, it, and, and, and yeah, so it, it really is very, very different from most. And I would even say some New Testament intros that say that they're biblical, theological, it, it just isn't consistent across the board, honestly. Yeah. Yep, no, I agree. Um, I think I think one of the things, and, and this kind of a follow-up question when you did uh when i when i first read making all things new it's like on the first page of that book i think uh there, there there's a really nice nicely written paragraph talking about why this matters for the christian um why this encourages worship why this encourages our knowledge of who we are and where we are in this big story uh whenever you know we're we're in the age of coronavirus and social media we're in the age of a half of a, a verse posted online without context. And you know what I mean? Like, and, and most of us, for better or for worse, we were introduced to the different stories of the Bible as if these were disconnected, uh, you know, one-liners. Like, yeah. the, these are just standalone stories. It, can you kind of just give, for, for the Christian, because I think for the Christian, this is so massively important and so neglected in so many places. Can you kind of just explain why this is important for a Christian to understand not just what John says, but how John fits into that big story that you were just describing? Um, you know, that whole work of scripture and that whole, that whole story it contains. Uh, so by John, you mean the gospel of John? Yeah. I was just giving an example, but yes, sir. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So I think the idea is very basic and whether it's posting a verse on, line or reading disconnected stories or trying to figure out how they apply. I think the best way to pursue this is just to figure out what is the story of the Bible. And then we locate ourselves within that story. Once you can do that, once you make that move, you can then figure out how we, uh, how we relate to Leviticus or how we relate to the gospel of John. It's, it's not all that hard. It really isn't. I mean, Fundamentally, and this is really the thrust of making all things new, and we bring this up in our story we told, that we are still living so that the latter days, the end of days, began in the first century. Mm. They're still going. It's still going. It's two thousand. It's been two thousand years of latter days, right? And we stand in continuity with the early church, and we receive blessing because we are the people of God. We receive blessing. We are identified in the Son of Man in his exalted state. <clears throat> what is true of him is true of us. On the other hand, we are still filling up that which is lacking. That is, we are still suffering as the people of God. Right. And this could be hostility 
<clears throat> but remember, Revelation, this is very interesting. I've been thinking more about this recently, but <clears throat> the seal judgments. So the seal judgments, and we, and we do talk about this in our Story Retold book, the seal judgments are very interesting, primarily targeting the church. And mm. what that does, and if you look at the seal judgments, there's an element of disease, of hardship, financial hardship, of just general difficulty that comes upon the church and the world, of course, but that it, but the, but there's a refining piece to it that when the coronavirus hits the church, what happens? Well, our re- faith in Christ is refined. Those who are true believers cling to Christ all the more. Those who claim to be Christians, actually, when when the virus hits them, metaphorically, figuratively hits them, they're like, oh, I don't believe it. This is too hard. I don't want it. Right. If this is if this is what we've got. I don't want it, or or something like that. Yeah, yeah. And you've so got that really what? Yeah, I was, was going to say if anybody's following along, I I think I found the graphic on page four sixty seven um, when you've got the seven pattern sevenfold pattern of woes oh, right. graphic. Yeah, it's kind of walking through what you're talking about. Right, right. Yeah, the uh, yeah, and so part of that is general difficulty within the world the, the, within this earthly uh world here this this cosmos that god uh, will 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 do these sorts of things uh, sovereignly and gra- even graciously to refine the faith of his church and so really i think we need to locate ourselves and look we're still part of god's people this is for our benefit to him be glory alone we've got to we have we can't we can't rest on our savings account or on our jobs right. or on our health or have to rest only in him. We have to remain vigilant uh, through this. It's just a great time for the church. It really is. That's so good. Um, I know. I know you were talking about. You're talking about the Old Testament context, and that's kind of one of the uh, the key, if not if not maybe the key feature of, of this book is its uh, its development of Old Testament themes in the New Testament and its inclusion of of the Old Testament. You know, specifically because. Um, this broad story of redemption that that the that the book is telling. Um, there's been, without naming any names, obviously we we can all name a couple of the names, but there there's been kind of a push recently, especially in evangelical circles of, um, I'll just use the word, you know, unhitched from the Old Testament, um, that the mm-hmm. Old Testament doesn't necessarily matter for the Christian, all those sort of things. What would what would your kind of response be? Um, because I know this has been a, this has been an area of focus, not just for you, but also for Greg Beal, the importance of the Old Testament. Why does the Old Testament, for me, the Christian, I'm trying to study my Bible and follow Christ, why does that matter to me? That's good. Yeah, I mean, we could spend hours and hours. Right. You know? yeah. I mean, I'll, I'll try to make it more, I'll try to apply it more narrowly to the book, and that is, so the Old Testament's the beginning of the story, right? Mm-hmm. Genesis one to three. That's the beginning. The story is it's it's compact, of course, creation, power, redemption. But that's the beginning of the story. So, and then that story is worked out in the people of God and the nation of Israel in the Old Testament. So, if you remove that, well, <laughs> I, <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, I, you know, <laughs> you right. know, Jesus is the God of the Old Testament, and you know, even even 
even John in there in John 12 says that Isaiah saw the glory of Jesus yeah. and Isaiah says that's Jesus that's the God of the Old Testament right so it it I mean what do you lose what do you lose well the answer is I think everything <laughs> it's not, right. you don't lose you don't lose a couple things you lose everything yeah. you absolutely lose everything there's nothing yeah yeah, no, that <laughs> you lose your doctrine of sin, you lose your doctrine of God, you lose the story, you lose our identity, you lose Jesus' identity, you lose the gospel, you've lost it all. Yeah, so there's just no, there's, and, and, and what's, I will say, and I think this is a benefit to the church that even when Andy Stanley says, said that, mm. just by and large, I mean, I, I think, I mean, I think by and large, I think the church rejected him, right. rejected that. I mean, now there are, there will always be, streams that will promote that but i think even just overall i think most people have a better have a better sense than that which is encouraging yeah very i think it's very encouraging Absolutely. i do i i uh those even outside the reformed tradition i think have have a better handle on that and i think it's just very simple in that you lose everything and you read the new testament you look at every single new testament book and they're obviously very hitched to the new very hitched to the old testament yeah right there are there are 350 quotations and thousands of allusions. That's not being unhitched. Wow. Yeah. And I think that's that's one of the big strengths of this this book, the story retold, is it's it's seamless because it is seamless. So you're learning. There's Old Testament references and themes and and things brought up because it is part of the New Testament. Um, it's and it, but it, but it doesn't even feel like it's forced as a, as a theme. It just it's very seamless because that is the context within mm-hmm. which these things are written. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we tried. To, I tried to take note of the allusions and quotations. I don't do all of them, of course, but I try to get. I try to get at some of the some of the more prominent ones. Right. No, I, I think it was. It was. Yeah, it was really encouraging the way those two things wove together. Um, so what else? What else is on the research horizon for you, Doctor Glad? <laughs> what uh? What sort of things are yeah. interesting you right now? Yeah, so right now I have two. I'm doing two projects. I, there are more additional projects after these, but the two one, the, the the two main ones that I'm doing are I'm finishing a handbook on the Gospels. Um, it's in the so Baker Baker has a handbook of the Old Testament, and those are very well done. Victor Hamilton wrote right. a couple of those volumes. Chisholm wrote one on that on the. Um, prophets and so I contacted them a couple years ago and I said hey would would Baker or is Baker considering doing a New Testament counterpart to that set and they go no but that's a good idea would you want to edit it and I said sure I'll edit it so Schreiner I got Tom Schreiner and Andreas Kostenberger to write Uh, uh, Tom Schreiner did Acts and Paul that came out in November October, November, something like that. It's a very good book. Hmm. It's a handbook that just, it basically means, it's not a it's not a verse-by-first commentary, nor is it an introduction. It's, so let's say you're preaching on Romans 4, and you're like, look, I don't have hours to get through a commentary. Just tell me what's going on in Romans 4. All right. That's, that's this book. This book is for you. So Shriners <laughs> well, came out. really helpful. It is. It's. I think it's great for students who just want, like, there are, and I find myself when I'm in the, there are times when I'm like, I don't know 
what this chapter is about. Like I like just broadly speaking, right. like, I, I have a hard, you know, there are just times when I'm like, I, where am I? What, what's, what's happening here? And I don't want to look at a commentary because it's just so trenchant. Right. Uh, that's a handbook. The hand, So the Old Testament handbook does it. And then the New Testament handbook is doing it. So Schreiner did Acts and Paul. Kostenbergers will come out this summer, I believe, uh, maybe midsummer. Hebrews through he did Hebrews through Rev. Uh, that's good too. And then mine on the Gospels, I finished Matthew, Mark, Luke, and now I'm on John. I was in John 15 today, and I hope to get out of John 15 here in the next couple of days. So that'll come out next year sometime, okay. depending on how I can do it. So that's. Uh, it's it's not a long book, maybe 500 pages, but it's you know it, it's 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 been a it's been just a lot of fun. Now my larger, I have a larger project that's related to what we're talking about here with the empty intro, and that's that we're doing a massive dictionary. And this is again with Baker. We're doing a massive dictionary on the New Testament use of the old. Nice. So do you know the Beale and Carson commentary on the New Testament's use of the old? Yes. Do you know that one? Yes, like, sir thousand pages or whatever yep. so so a couple years ago i was driving home and it was after a class again it, this was a student had at I, I think i was lecturing and a student asked something or whatever but i had a hard time telling the student of where to find like oh no no, no. the student it, it was something okay, you got to go to this one resource to read this essay, go to this other resource to read that essay. And I was like, how come, how come there is no one volume on the New Testament use of the old? Cause it is a, it is a full blown field now. It is, mm. it, it's massive now and it really deserves an entire volume. So that was right before ETS when we were in San Antonio. So, when I get to San Antonio, I had dinner with Greg Beal and his wife. This is really funny. So we were having dinner, and I said, "Doc, I got a, uh, I got a project for you. I'm going to put the cherry on your uh, publishing, publishing ice cream here." <laughs> and so he, and so he's, so he was interested. I mean, he's like, "Ah, oh, what are you talking about?" So I explained to him my idea of like of just doing of, of sort of what the parameters of this book. So he's like, well, that's interesting. Let me think about it. So the next morning I see him, uh, the next morning and he had, he had come out of a paper and just, he presented, he sort of, he, he gave me this handout that he wrote front and back of just, here are the authors, here are the topics we got to get. This is how we're going to have to do it. So then um, he's like, but we got to get Carson. He's like, the only way we can get this thing is to get Carson involved because he was involved with the first one. He's got to be involved with the second. Right. We, just, we really need him. So he contacted, he contacted Don and Don agreed. And so Don contacted Andy Nacelli. So the four of us, Bill Carson, Andy Nacelli and I are doing this dictionary of new testaments use of the old it's about a hundred it's about 150 150 um essays it's we've got 34 essays on the use of the old testament in the old so we have we have a whole essay on the the book exodus's use of genesis or oh, wow. the That's use incredible. of 
yeah, so it's the use of the old and the old. So we, that's one section that we have the use of the old and the new. And then we have the use of the Old Testament in Judaism. Then we have all of these essays on like uh, census plenier, allegory. I mean, everything. Wow. We, have, we are jam. This thing is jam packed with uh, it's just a whole field. And uh, so we're excited about it. Uh, I've been reading. I've been reading the essays and they look really good. So it's it's encouraging. Is we're, that going to be a multi-volume so thing, or is that going to be one? No, one it's volume? just one volume. Okay. It's eight hundred. So Baker said eight hundred thousand words, which is which is it's pretty big. It, it'll probably blow up to eight hundred and fifty. We can't push nine hundred thousand. That's just because it starts to get really really pricey. So we'll probably yeah. it'll probably balloon to eight fifty. We'll try to keep it at eight fifty, but it, okay. it'll be roughly the same size as the Beale Carson commentary. Gotcha. Wow. Yeah, two two columns. Uh, yeah, every sort of, it's great. I mean, hopefully I think some it's, handsome pictures too. Yeah. I don't know no. if we'll have room for any pictures. <laughs> <I wish. laughs> wow. <laughs> it was fun, but yeah, no. So that's, so I'm sort of doing, so I'm reading those essays. I'm, I'm kind of managing that dictionary project and then I'm writing this little one or not this little one, but this handbook series. Those are my two, um, main ones gotcha. right now and wow we'll, see, well we'll be looking for that one to come that. up then through uh through a baker um that's really yeah, encouraging yeah it, it it'll be fun I, our hope is that those who like the commentary will purchase the dictionary because it it really fills the gaps it really kind of gives because we uh, we sort of explain the commentary right that, in that project. Right. And for anybody that's never, the term dictionary really doesn't do it justice as far as the, it's, it as far as how interesting it is. If you, if you've never read one of those oh, dictionaries with yeah. the articles, they're very engaging. Oh, right, right. It sounds, it sounds tedious and boring, but they're very engaging and the articles yeah. can be very focused. Uh, they are like, I like the IVP yes. series. They've got some good dictionaries in there. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, let me let me ask you this, Doctor Glad. Um, unless you had anything else you were about to bring up, let me. Uh, we yeah, usually so. we usually try to float book recommendations toward the end of this podcast. Um, we definitely want to recommend the story retold. Um, and uh, excuse me, let me give you the whole title: "The Story Retold: A Biblical Theological Introduction to the New Testament." We want to recommend that and. Um, we're probably going to work this in. We have a course coming up here at our church. We're hoping to teach this fall, and we're probably going to work that in as the as the textbook oh, for that's it. Great. So, that's oh, great. That's yeah, great. Yeah, I think it'll be encouraging. But if you had if you had one of the books, and, and it could be either one of yours or just a related book. But like for those who are hearing this and they and they see the value of biblical theology and they see the uh, just the depth of uh, of meaning that it brings to the to their understanding of the New Testament. Are, are there any introductory books that you could for somebody to kind of get their feet wet um, with something that's you know not a thousand pages long, maybe, but just something for them to kind of get an introductory taste to this field that you would recommend? To on the to biblical theology or on the new? I, either one, honestly, because I, one, both honestly. both would be helpful. Yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, Jim Hamilton has a nice little intro book. It's a little crossway piece, maybe 100 pages. Um, it's inexpensive. I think it's even, I think it's called What is Biblical Theology or mm-hmm. it's something like that. Uh, that's a great little piece. There's a Von Roberts, I think it's called God's Big Picture, 
very popular there as well. Anything like that, Graham's gold, Graham Goldsworthy, right? Yep. Anything by him, even even a guy like Desi Alexander has some stuff. Um, anything like that's gonna be gonna be good. The the use of the old and the new is a little bit trickier because it's more complicated right. at some level. It doesn't doesn't need to be necessarily, but it is. And uh, that I would just say get Greg Beal's handbook on the New Testament use of the old, published right. by Baker, a couple years old. Um, that's that's probably the best place to start. Uh, having that conversation and and, yeah, and Greg Beal is not inaccessible that that was kind of my introduction to to most of the old Old Testament and the New Testament interaction um, yeah 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 no I don't think so I, I, I don't I mean there are he he does publish some some technical stuff but right by and large, I don't think he is uh, I don't think I have I have wondered about about writing a book like an accessible a, a more accessible book on the new testament use of the old and kind of carving it out but i'm just so busy these days I, <laughs> I, I'm, uh, well i was about to say the projects really, you have lined up seem pretty time consuming right. i know yeah <laughs> i can only do so much and it, it's right. easy to take it's really easy to take on more than more than you can produce and i, and I have to be careful of of doing that it can be just very daunting very it's sort of like you know you wake up and in your homework you have a homework or you have a paper due the next day and you don't feel you feel kind of sick right you yeah know, it's almost uh paralyzing <laughs> well that's 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 how i've i wake up i've been waking up like that for 15 years you know <laughs> the life of an author yeah <laughs> ever, it's just ever since the dissertation ever since you know the dissertation but after the uh, more books and it's just, it's never done. You're never, you're really never at ease. <laughs> this is, for someone who's in the dissertation phase, this is really encouraging for me, to, uh, Dr. Glad. So oh, I appreciate, really? yeah, appreciate that. Yeah, it's it's nerve wracking. It's a good thing though, because I think it, it can get you out of paralysis, but it can be, it, it's, it's, it's a pill you have to swallow for a couple years. That's right. It's, it's that's, that's a good thing. It's a good thing. Well, I just want to just on our behalf, thank you for writing good material for the church. Yes. Thank you for writing things that are um, accessible. There, there's there's plenty of people that are writing um, hot garbage that, that, that crams <laughs> the shelves. And it's just it's so encouraging to read something that is so accessible. It's it's encouraging. It's rich in biblical scholarship. So just we're really excited to be able to to uh, recommend this to our church. Yeah. And uh, and like um, Josh said, you know, use it as a as a kind of you know, biblical theology primer. Absolutely. Good. So good. Yeah, we think it can be. I, I, I wanted I, I wrote the story retold and I always think with that book in in, in particular I was thinking, well what can can my parents read this and right. understand it? Um can my can my brother who has not been to seminary, can he read this and understand it? Right. And so I sort of was thinking about people like that in my life. Like if if I can communicate it clearly, so that somebody who's not even in, who never went to seminary or or doesn't really know much Bible, can they understand? That's 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 what I try to do yeah. with those types of books. And and I and I, yeah, I hope it works. I hope it works. No, I think it does. We we frequently talk about you know good writers can take very big concepts and make them very simple for for somebody to understand. Um, some of us are just we we have big concepts and we make it even more complicated and it doesn't help anybody and it just you know goes to the wayside but no i think this book 
Um, there's not a there's not a, a daunting amount of footnotes, but there's enough that um, for those who are interested, there's there's follow up you can do on oh, some right, of these passages. Right. And, and I found that about, encouraging. Right. We we thought about including at the end of each chapter more bibliography, more launching, but I was like, it's so vast. I don't want to overload the readers. I yeah. Just, it can be daunting for a reader. Go. Just let it go. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, Dr. Glad, we do want to be uh, mindful of your time. So uh, thank you again for joining us. Uh, we hope everything goes well for you guys down at RTS. And, uh, yes, and mm-hmm. likewise. I hope you guys stay safe and, and your congregants are fine and everybody stays at home. And it's just a, it's a yeah. weird time, but, you know, God is good and he's in control. Those are two good, two, two good principles always to keep in mind, right? Amen. Yeah. And thank you for that. All right. Well, thank you, Dr. Glad. Um, we'll go ahead and wrap up the, uh, the episode from here and we can tag on the 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 ending tagline and everything like that but uh yeah thank you again for joining us sir it's been a pleasure sure thing thank you guys thanks so much all right have Have a a good good one one. sir all right we'll see you later all right so we uh do thank dr glad for for joining us today and if if you're listening to this and you're unfamiliar with any of his work we're going to try to um post some links on our facebook group uh, to some of his books and especially the one we talked about today um, my encouragement, I know I'm a biblical theology nerd, but like, don't let it intimidate you because honestly, if you are studying through your Bible and you're reading a particular book of the new Testament and you want like, man, who's this guy writing to, or like, when was this even written? Um, the types of books we talked about today are a huge help. Like this is the stuff we go to when we preach. So, um, yeah, so we'll try to post some of those helpful links on our uh, Facebook. Yeah, that's good encouragement. And, um, we will, uh, Dr. Glad is very prolific, so he has a ton of books. One of them surely uh, will speak to you. Um, so we will we'll post his he stuff. He will probably have written a couple by the time this podcast airs, honestly. He'll probably have like <laughs> yeah. three or four more out next week. Yeah, so um, before this podcast airs, that's when we'll be sharing his stuff and, and probably after it. But uh, you'll see in the show notes, like if you're on Apple Podcasts or something, you can look down in the description and we'll post links to, you know, maybe his Amazon store and go. especially his... Uh, uh, his latest book that um, that we were talking about today. So we hope you're well, and we pray that in your life this week, good doctrine will establish good living.